the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of The Dan Proft Show. Thank you for joining us. You follow us at danproftshow.com, where you get podcasts of the program, as you can at Spotify and iTunes, on social media at Dan Proft Show, and... Uh, we begin this installment with uh, pronouncements from the governors of both Texas and Mississippi in turn. First, Governor Abbott yesterday of Texas. So today, I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. And he also rescinded the statewide mask mandate, as did Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves. This new order removes all of our county mask mandates and allows businesses to operate at full capacity without state-imposed rules or restrictions. As of March 2nd, that now makes 16 states that have rescinded their state mask mandates uh, with North Dakota going so far as to make uh, mask mandates illegal. For more on uh, this topic, as well as uh, some discussion of uh, vaccines and vaccine distribution, please be joined again by Dr. Henry Miller, physician and molecular biologist, senior fellow at the Pacific Research Institute and founding director of the FDA's Office of Biotechnology. Dr. Miller, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Always good to be with you, Dan. Uh, how do you react to uh, not just what the governors in Mississippi and Texas announced yesterday, but uh, as I mentioned, 16 states now going the other direction. Uh, they've had just about enough of uh, the pandemic mandates, and ostensibly that's a reflection of where their populations are. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's understandable that they want to please their constituents. But uh, I hearken back to something that the uh, Irish statesman and philosopher Edmund Burke said in 1774, he said, your representative owes you not his industry only, but his judgment. Mm -hmm. And he betrays you instead of serving you if he sacrifices it to your opinion, unquote. So I, I think it, uh, these decisions are understandable, but I think they're unwise and they're dangerous. They're premature at this point. Uh, uh, we're, we're coming down in number of cases and hospitalizations and deaths, to be sure, but we're coming down from incredibly high levels. And, uh, and those curves are plateauing. Uh, we can, perhaps we can discuss why. But um, this is not the time to uh, withdraw all those restrictions, particularly the mask mandates. That's, that's just imbecilic. Well, uh, you know, they, they, you can understand not just the, the popular will, perhaps, and I understand the uh, Burkean philosophy on uh, a leader's judgment, but 
They also look around and say, see what the light touch in places like uh, Florida and see places like Florida doing better on those uh, uh, death counts that you were referencing than uh, rigid lockdown states like my home state of Illinois. And so they say, well, and not to mention there's, you know, I know we've debated this before, but there is um, uh, not an insubstantial amount of evidence that uh, the lockdown policies are somewhat dubious in terms of their efficacy. So uh, that combined with the real world experience of some states leads uh, governors and legislators, political leaders, perhaps in this direction. Well, the uh, the evidence is pretty good. We had we had the, the huge uh, January surge uh, following uh, bad behavior and uh, and I- ignorance of the uh, precautionary measures at Thanksgiving and around Christmas and New Year's. So uh, that's not just a coincidence. Uh, and now we've had the plateau uh, because people have uh, begun to adhere to many of the precautions, uh, mm. again, following the, the holiday period. Um, but, um, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the uh, numbers are not directly comparable from state to state. So, for example, Florida, which you alluded to, has a very large uh, population of seniors who have the, uh, the good sense and the wherewithal to shelter and have been doing that. And, uh, and so it's, it's difficult to compare uh, that population to Illinois or to uh, other parts of the country. Well, I mean, isn't, uh, that, isn't that sort of the point, though? Uh, it, this is a multivariate equation, and so to, to suggest, as has been suggested by many public health professionals, I think to, their, to the detriment of their credibility, that masks are some sort of panacea, it, that is really imbecilic, and, uh, and it runs afoul of uh, the real-world experience. And, you know, people base a lot of their judgments on what they see around them. By the way, I've spent a, a good deal of time in southwest Florida over the last four months, and I can tell you there are a lot of seniors out and about at restaurants and grocery stores and the like. So, again, that's my anecdotal experience. But, um, you know, whereas, again, Illinois, lockdown policies, shelter-in-place policies for significant portions of the last year. So seniors in Florida are acting more responsible than seniors in Illinois. That doesn't necessarily seem to be borne out by any data. Well, we also have the weather factor in, in Florida as compared to Illinois uh, over the past few months. Um, the uh, weather in Florida permits people to be outside and uh, to have their windows open and, and so on, which uh, is another way of mitigating spread. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see uh, within mm-hmm. the next month uh, what the numbers look like in those 16 states that have uh, withdrawn uh, all or most restrictions. And, we'll, you know, the numbers will give us a hint of, uh, of what the uh, effects were of these measures. I want to get you your take on uh, the vaccine uh, development and distribution as well with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine coming online and Merck announcing they're going to help with the production of it. Uh, The Biden administration announcing enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire adult population in America by the end of May. But but there's one vaccine that hasn't come online yet, and that's the one from AstraZeneca. And there have been some arguing that uh, this is the FDA not following the science as we have real-world data again from vaccine recipients in Israel, Scotland, England. 
um, very supportive of both first doses first philosophy as well as the approval of AstraZeneca's vaccine. Is there any reason why the FDA should be slow walking approval of that vaccine? Well, first of all, I'm, I don't know that AstraZeneca has requested approval from FDA. Uh, so it, it, you can't you can't fast track something that you don't have in hand. Uh, to my knowledge, they haven't requested uh, approval of their hmm. vaccine. The other the other thing is that uh, th- these vaccines are are not uh, all equal, and the clinical trials uh, are not comparable. Uh, AstraZeneca, as as you remember, um, c- kind of fumbled its clinical trial. They gave uh, they accidentally uh, gave uh, two different um, modes of their two dose regimen. Uh, they gave the full dose uh, and then the full dose to some of the population and then accidentally gave half dose and then full dose uh, to uh, the remainder. And paradoxically and inexplicably, what they found was that the half dose followed by full dose was more effective than the full and full, which doesn't make any sense. So, um, you know, the, the, the people who evaluate clinical trials look for consistency and predictability uh, in, uh, in the, the results of the trials. And so this, is, this was a bizarre result. Um, so uh, that's, that's probably part of it. Um, Set, setting, aside, yeah. setting aside AstraZeneca, then, uh, the, the, your overall review of the vaccine distribution to this point uh, of those that have been approved? Well, it, it's been mixed, as you as you well know. Yeah. Uh, there have been states that have been able uh, to get a large uh, percent, very large percentage of what they've been allotted into people's arms, and others that have fumbled it. And you know, when you when you relegate responsibility for this to the states, you're going to find glitches because these the people who organize these things who organize the websites and the the software and the the uh, get the uh, administrators together uh are the same kinds of bureaucrats who administer the the DMV and workmen's comp and mm. so on and you know these are not grade a brilliant bureaucrats so uh glitches are are understandable now, whether we should have had the National Guard do it under General Perna or not is an open question. Uh, but but at, at base, we're really limited by supply still. He is Dr. Henry Miller, physician and molecular biologist, senior fellow at the Pacific Research Institute and founding director of the FDA's Office of Biotechnology. Dr. Miller, thanks, as always, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dean. Take care. seat and sharpen your pencils class is in session with professor dan proft and the dan proft show